welcome back to another episode of the Brazilian Point of View. My name is Ana and I'm here to tell you the real truth about Brazil. So before I talk about today's episode, I just wanted to say how grateful I am for all of you. We surpassed over 200 plays on the podcast and this is beyond everything that I thought it would be. I know that so many people have this um, like over 200 plays in just one episode but I came from zero I came from nowhere like I'm no one and this is just absolutely amazing so I just wanted to take a moment to thank all of you for this I am so happy that you are enjoying the podcast and I am enjoying doing it doing it as well so thank you so much for this and for Today's episode, I invited my personal best friend to talk about her volunteering internationally. And it's so funny because since I've known her, she she's always traveling for her volunteering. And I did understand, but we really digged very, very deep into the organization and what she does in these programs and it was really fun. Anyone can actually join. So if you've been thinking about joining an, a volunteer organization, this episode is for you. She talks about what she does in the programs, um, exactly what it is, what they do, the dynamics, literally everything and how it works pretty much, what she loves about volunteering for the organization and... Well, I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode. I had so much fun recording with her. And it's so funny because we spoke English and we never spoke English to each other before. So that was so funny. And before we get to the episode, I just want to remind you that if you like this episode, if you think someone would like this episode, please share, subscribe, follow, review on Apple Podcast. And follow the podcast on Instagram at the Brazilian POV podcast, which will also be linked in the description. So without further ado, let's get to the episode. Hi, how are you? Hi, I'm fine. What about you? I'm good too. Thank you for coming to the podcast. I just wanted to point it out how weird this is because we know each other for over 10 years now and this is so weird because we've never heard each other speaking english before yes no i've heard you and the other on the other podcasts but we never talked to each other in english so yeah and we never like we never had like a third party that only spoke english like i don't know an exchange student or something and then we had to speak english in front of each other so this is like so weird yes <laughs> so can you introduce yourself okay uh, hi guys my name is Marcela I'm 25 years old I'm I live in Belo Horizonte Brazil I know Ana for 10 years we met each other in school um, nowadays I work as a social media consultant so I work as a manager for social media for um, clothing stores that's what I do, but I graduated in business, and nowadays I'm trying to work on Instagram. That's about it. <laughs> awesome. 
So uh, since I've known you, which is like a long time, I know that you've traveled around the world to many, many countries volunteering. So can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, of course. Um, I've been part of this organization that's called CISB since I'm 12. And I've been through a lot of countries with it. Um, but the main goal is to create leadership that is engaging in social revolution to build world peace. And the uh, belief in this organization is that the change starts when we are kids. So we start working through it when we are 11 years old. And I've been a part of it since then. That's been, that's like a long time. I don't know why I had the impression that it was since you were like 14, but you weren't even a teenager yet. No, I was a 12 at the time. Uh, my mother got to know this organization from um, her cousin when I was like eight or nine, but I was really shy back then and I didn't want to be part of it because I was scared to get to know new people. But once I was... Um, I was starting going, it was like so easy and one of my best friends are part of the organization. So it was really great. And it's really a part of my personality because I've been um, part of it for so long now. Yeah, exactly. Like you travel around so much, like with this volunteering organization, like every time that I ask you, you're like, oh, now I'm going to, I don't know. So the Netherlands and I'm going to do yes. some volunteering there like you were always somewhere so it's like 100% a part of you right now yes exactly it's weird now that we are on the pandemic that I've not been traveling all around the world and I'm not being like the organizations kind of stopped right now because we can meet each other so it's been a while since I'm part of it and it's really weird to not be a part of it nowadays are you meeting online though? Yes, I've, um, I've ha I have a really close group of friends from my city that's part of the organization and we do some activities online, but it's not the same. We, oh, mostly yeah. we just chat like because we miss each other, but we don't really do like um, programs or anything um, organization related. Okay. So what does the volunteer work involve? Like, what do you do when you go to another country or when people mm -hmm. from other countries come to Brazil? Okay, so it's kind of, we, we go to a camp that it's called. So it's kids from 12 different countries that we go to this camp and we get completely isolated. We don't have cell phones. We don't have contact with the exterior world. And each camp has, uh, what can, how can I say it um, a specific topic that we are going to discuss and in this camp the, there are grown ups and of course there are the kids so each grown up takes four kids from their country and they, their grown ups they plan activities so their kids can discuss about these topics that we consider important for example I've been to Argentina and the topics were refugees so we did a lot of activities about refugees about the rights of refugees and when you are a kid the activities are more like play so the kids can start learning playing like more ludicrous activity that we we build cities and you draw and it's more playful and as we grow up 
it's more like we debate topics, important topics, when we put our uh, impressions and our values and these topics. So it's kind of like that. That's like so nice. Also, like finally, 10 years later, I understand the concept of their kids because you would always tell me, oh, my kids. And I was like, what does that even mean? <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> Why why are you taking strange kids to another country? Like, what's wrong with you? Yeah, but like the concept of my kids, I never understood what my kids meant because you obviously don't have kids, but... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yes, because uh, I started going as a kid, so I had like a grown-up that took me. But since I grew up, since I'm 18, I'm the grown-up who takes kids, so I was like... My kids, my four kids, I like, they are my children now. (laughs) (laughs) So which countries have you volunteered so far? And a few topics that were the themes of this encounters. Mm -hmm. First, I did a lot of uh, camps in Brazil because Brazil is one of the main countries in this organization. And since we are a really large country and our culture is really diverse, like the country, the culture in the South is really different from the culture in the North. We can do like national camps because we can still learn a lot, a lot from each other inside of Brazil. So I've been to a lot of camps in Brazil. I've been to Rio, to Brasilia, uh, to Vitoria. So some cities in Brazil, but I also went to another countries. Uh, the first country I went, I was 15. I went to the Netherlands and it was like amazing. I'm still in love with it. I want to go again without the organization so that I can get to know more of the city because I've completely fell in love with it. Then I went to Argentina and it was really nice. It was my first time as um, a grown up taking the kids. The grown up, uh, we always called the grown up the leader. So it was my first time being a leader of for 11 years old kids so it was really different experience for me and the other adults there we really get along we really had the same ideas the same concepts so it was really nice then I went to Sweden I did something a little bit different there because there was more like a work a project that we work in the community so I work in a refugee camp there um it was really nice it was really Sweden is a country that's really, really organized and you see how things work so smoothly over there. It's really different from Brazil. And I was in a small city on the south of Sweden that was like a big city and all the this colorful small houses. So I also fell in love with it. Last time I went, I went to Italy and it was also a little bit different because I stayed in the house of an Italian. So I stayed there for a month and then uh, the Italians come here to Brazil and they stay in our house and this um, like program is about getting to know the culture really see the difference and about respect the other person's difference so it's really nice because I got to know the Italians and Italy Italy is like amazing the food was amazing the views was amazing like we walk uh, three steps and we have a famous monument it's like so different so I loved all of them it was really different experience from each time I went so like when you go what do you have do you get a chance to visit the country a little bit or do you 
um, stay in the volunteering work 100% of the time? So we have uh, different times, different types of programs. And the main one is the camps, as I told you. And when we go to the camps, we have, uh, we always arrive a little bit earlier. So we don't, so we don't have problems with the plane and stuff. So when you go to the camps, we can visit in the two, three days we go before so we can visit the city. And always during the camps, we have like two or three excursion days. So we get to know the city a little bit, but it's not, we don't get to see so much of it. Uh, especially the kids, as, as you go as an adult, you have more uh, free time. So you can go, you have one day that is your free day that is especially for you to go and visit the city. So you have more liberties in this way. But as a kid, the main focus is to stay in the camp and to, talk about the things we want you to talk about so you don't get to know uh, a lot of it but since um, you're traveling internationally here a lot of parents they 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 make you travel to this camp and then afterwards you have like one free week that you can go and see the city and get to know everything but it's really depends on the parents and what they want to do uh, and the one in Italy was the one I did it's called an interchange. It's, this is the name, interchange. So it's, the main goal is for you to get to know the city, to get to know the family, to get to know the culture. So in this one, I travel a lot. I've been to a lot of places in Italy because this was like the main goal to get to know the other person's culture. So in this one, it's more like you get to know the city, then you talk about uh, main to important topics. So it's a little bit different. Oh, okay. I... I wasn't even remembering about Sweden that you went there. I remember most the Netherlands because it was one year after we became friends and Italy because it was the most recent one. Yes, and then afterwards you went to the Netherlands like two years afterwards I went, so. Yeah, yeah, that was like, I, I remember you talking about the Netherlands and I was like, yeah, I'm going there. I don't know what to expect, and obviously like, <laughs> We had different experiences, not only because I went to high school to actually study there yes. and you went to you stayed in the camp, but it, I remember you talking about the food there and I kind of knew somewhat what to expect. It was so many sweets. I remember that like here we have breakfast and then we have here in Brazil, we have breakfast and then we have lunch and dinner is kind of the same food that we have for lunch and for dinner. When I went to the Netherlands, it was like for lunch, we had the same food as, as we had for breakfast. So it was really, I was not used to it at all. And it was basically bread with Nutella or bread yes. with something sweet or peanut butter. And I was like, I want salty food. What's going on? Yes. Oh my God. So much bread, like bread. <laughs> like all the time all the time bread actually me and my friends from exchange we had facebook group because that's how we had we communicated between each other it was facebook group not whatsapp groups and we had never like something like i never want to eat bread again that was the name of the group because we were so tired of bread <laughs> and it was only the first week of exchange we had like six months <laughs> ahead of us uh, but it was like, it's good food. Now I miss it, but to have it every day was like a little bit weird. 
yeah it was just like too much and i don't know i think it was the bread because when i went to the netherlands um the first week we actually stayed in this camp to learn a little bit more about the culture and the language so it wouldn't have so much of a cultural shock and then we went mm -hmm. to the family's house and this and this camp they had this weird bread it was I don't know it was like rock <laughs> it was so weird we could barely eat it and I remember that some days I was just like okay I'm just not gonna eat it because I prefer not to eat anything than just eat this bread but it, I think it was just only this camp specifically because I didn't have this problem in the host families that I've had that yeah, I was yeah. in their houses after that so between the countries that you volunteered in do you prefer any of them or any program uh, uh, it's really difficult because I have such a different experience in each one of them but I think about the country itself I have to choose Italy because it was the country I got to know more of the other ones I was in the camp so I did a lot of activities in Sweden I got to know a little bit more but in the other ones I mainly stay in the camp and Italy I got to know a lot more so and the family I went there like my family from the heart so I talked to her a lot still her name's Flavia so we also talk a lot like we still talk and I still miss her family and we I still want to go and stay with them more so it's the country I miss the most because it was the country I got to know the most also. How do you choose the program? I was wondering, like, because the programs are so different. Are you assigned to a program? Do you choose? How does that work? Yes. Um, so it's the process is different from your kid and adults is a little bit different, the selection. So when you're a kid, you have different project projects for different age, ages. So when you're 11, you only have the project that you go to this camp because it's the, the project you start in the organization. Then we have a lot of other projects when you're like 12, 13, 15. So it's different. And when you, like each city gets a list of pro programs that they have for that year. And as a kid, you can apply for the programs and see, oh, this program is for my age. I want this one. Or sometimes the same age gets um, four different programs and you can choose which one you want. And sometimes you get a sign if there's the, the certain number of kids. And sometimes you don't because there are more kids than programs. But uh, I was really engaged uh, since I was 12. So I've been to the programs I wanted because I was really part of the community. I really helped build the community here and when you are an adult it's really hard to take four kids to a different country so to be a part of the organization you have to go to what's called a training program that occurs during the year here so we train you in the goals of the organization and also soft skills like communication group work teamwork so you can get learn how to work with others and to be prepared to work with the kids and I was kind of the director of this program for many years here for like four years in my city so I, I was the one who was training the other people who wanted to participate in 
the programs. And since I was the trainee, the trainer, I was really capacitated to go to whatever country, whatever program I wanted. So I basically uh, see which one fitted my like schedule, which one fitted my like, I prefer kids to work with kids for 11 or work with kids from 15. I have how many days I have a vacation because the programs also, they different, they are different in time. They're once they're just one week or two weeks or four weeks. So you can, you have to see which program you have time to go. And we also like see which uh, leaders, which person are more capacitated to go, which person is engaging in the activities, which person is helping the organization build. Because a lot of people, they come and they expect to be like a free exchange that they they go and they don't pay, any, pay anything. But it's not like that. The main goal is to help the kids grow. So we have to choose the person that is really there for the organization and is really there for the right reasons. Okay, so like if you apply, you are not necessarily going to be chosen for that program. No. Uh, if you like if you apply the programs they only occur in july and december so if you start uh today like in the organization you're probably not gonna go to any programs in july because you're still not trained so you're gonna we are going to train you during the year is basically during six months to a year we are going to train you and then you can go to another to the program you want in December. But here in Belo Horizonte, our city, uh, we have a really small group of people that really wants to be part of the organization. So sometimes we there are less leaders, there are less people than programs. So it's kind of easy for you to choose which one you want to go. Uh, sometimes you struggle to find people to take actually. Oh, okay, so it's like, according to the city, you need a, a specific number according to the city. Yes, yes. Like here, here is the city, each city is called a chapter. So in Belizean, you have a chapter. Uh, in Sao Paulo, we have another chapter. In Rio, we have another chapter. And you can, you get the programs for cities. Oh, okay, that's interesting. But if you, uh, I mean, not you because you can choose whatever you want because you've been in the organization for so long but if someone that has i don't know two years off in the organization so if they apply to a specific program not necessarily they're going to be chosen they have to go through a process if there are many applicants yes uh yeah we have like this training process and this uh, activities that you have to participate to be fully like trained or capacitated. So a person that's been in the organization for two years, it's uh, probably a person who has been trained, who has been to these activities. So she is more, she or he is more capacitated than someone who just got in. So the chances that they get the program, they apply are higher, but we also uh, try to get new members so they don't be like discouraged to participated so if you for example you applied and you already been to um, a program last year this year we are going to try to give you a different program or try to give this program for somebody that what didn't went so 
the person can go and not stay like in the line forever. Okay, that's very interesting. I, I didn't know that that's how it worked. That's very nice. They tried to include a lot of people, like everyone, when they applied. Yes, because it's like kind of frustrating also to be like part of the organization for years and not to go to the um, the projects you want and not to develop in this sense. Yeah, because you're investing your time in the program and you kind of want yes, it back. exactly. Oh, that's that's really nice. <laughs> exactly. So do you pay for anything on the trip? Because you said it, like many people have to be trained, otherwise they will think it's a free ride. <laughs> yes, right. Uh, so as, uh, as a kid, your parents pay for you and the parents are also responsible to pay for the leader. So the person who is going to take their kids. So as a leader, you don't have to pay like for the... The passage you don't have to pay for the accommodations or the food so you get like a free ride as we call it because the parents are paying for you but also if you want you only have to pay if you want to buy like something extra like if you want to buy a present for someone or in your day off when you have to, when you have the chance to get to know the city if you want to go to any places in the city that's on your own you have to pay for it but mainly it's the parents that pay. So it's kind of a free ride, as you call it. Okay. And if someone wants to join the organization when they are already adults, they're going to, how do they join? They're going to come as the adults or they're going to be like the leaders, interns or something. How does it work? <laughs> So uh, each city has a different process. So I can speak for my city. You can uh, applicate in this uh, website or you can also applicate on Instagram. But every semester we do like a meeting for new people who want to join. And we always put like uh, the date on social media or and on the website so people can apply. And on this first like encounter is really to explain what their organization is about and to see if that's what the people are really like looking for. And they also we pass like the schedule for the semester for the training program. So everybody knows which dates, which activities they have to participate. So it's mainly like that. We also, um, we also, talk about it in some schools and universities to gather people who wants to join but it still is mainly like I know someone I think is a good fit for the organization so I call them to participate okay I remember that I wanted to participate at some point not only when I was a teenager because I literally thought that it was just like a little exchange or a little trip <laughs> <laughs> but then I wanted to participate, I think, two years ago, but I couldn't because most of the encounters that you have are on the weekends, right? Yes, because uh, as an adult, you have like university and you have jobs, so you don't really have time to uh, to get to know each other and to go to the activities if they are during the weeks. So we mostly do weekends. Yeah, and I remember I was in this study group 
on Saturday mornings. So I was like so bummed because I wanted to do both and I wasn't able to do the volunteering one, which it was like bummer because I really wanted to participate. And from what you are speaking, it's like, it's so nice. You actually connect so much with people from other countries. It's a, it seems like a very nice exchange. Yes, you should come when we, like, after we get vaccinated and we have the things running again, you should definitely come. I'm in because probably I'm not in the study group anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yes, probably in 2022. Yeah, but I'm so down. It would be great to have you. Oh, thank you. I really want to do it. I think I've been thinking about this for so long and I... I don't know, things happen in between yes. and also college. College is so exhausting. And then you kind of want your weekends off. But I feel like I this would work for me right now in life. Yes, It'd be great. So can you talk about the dynamics that you do? So we have... Uh, four pillars in this organization and each year this pillar is the pillar of the year and we exchange from each year so the four pillars are sustainable development uh, human rights diversity and conflicts and resolution so for example in 2021 the pillar is human rights so um, the camps they are going to uh, choose a team based on real human rights and it can be anything it can be LGBTQ uh, rights racial rights or rights of refugees. So each uh, camp has the this team that we call it. And when you go to this camp, uh, the, adult, the adults, they organize activity based on the level of the kids, based on the age of the kids. So if you are a small kid, like if you're 11, the, the games are going to be basically games. So uh, we do some simulation games like one of the games that we always, uh, like almost always do is called like rich and poor. So we separated kids in two groups. One of the kids are like the rich kids and the other kids are like the poor kids. And the rich kids, they have like special treatment. They have to, they eat like the better food. They can stay the whole day in the pool. And then the poor kids, they like, they have to clean. They don't eat so well. And we do this during the day. And afterwards, uh, after the days passed, we sit with all the kids and we have a discussion about it. Like, how did you feel to be in the poor person's like shoes? And how do you think this person like struggles in real life? So all the activities, we also do, always do the activity. And afterwards we do like a discussion so, of the activity so the kids can reflect on what they did and they can generalize uh, this uh, learning for the real world. And they can apply so they can see how the things they are learning there, they can apply in the real life. The sustainable one is also really uh, something you can apply nowadays. We do some activities about garbage or about waste of water so the kids can realize uh, how much they are wasting and they apply this in the real life. And as we are like grown up, as we are like 15, 16, they, um, the activities there are more like debate. So you have some like some topic and you can be, do a debate about it or 
the activities are more like tough for the kids. And also, as you grow in the organization, you start to plan our, your own activities. So the kids from 15, they plan the activities like the, we separate them, them in groups. And each group plans the activities for the day for the other kids. So they can also learn about planning activities and how to uh, develop their organization goals in planning. Because a great way to learn is also to teach. So I feel like as every time I go, even as an adult, I feel that I'm learning more than the kids. Really, it's like magical. That's really nice because like the kids, for example, they really are inserted into the situation to really understand Yes, and we do all, we do a lot of those. Um, we have like handbooks, so we have uh, activities that we did in other camps. They are writing, written down, and we can use those. But it's also good to see like this group, what the conflicts they are having in this group. So which activity is going to fit this group better? Uh, sometimes the group are having um, problems with communication, so we do an activity about communication. Or sometimes there's like a kid that's being bullied because even in the organization that wants to be like peaceful, they're kids. So of course there is going to be bullying. Of course there is going to be issues. So we do activities for so they can learn from their experience inside the camps also. Oh, that's very nice. I think I really, I really think that it's, they can really learn um, from all ages because it's so separate between times of just like maturity levels, I guess. So mm -hmm. how they can yes. really learn best. Yes, yeah, really different. Like the, the dynamics is completely different from a camp for, for 11 years old than a camp for 15 years old. Like completely different but all of them is amazing so oh that's so cool so uh, what kind of people the organization looks for it's not really any specific kind of people it's more about your commitment commitment so it's the people that shows up in the activities that wants to build the organization up of course we uh we also have like um selection program process that we look for background we do background checks of course because we're not gonna like let anybody travel with the kids outside of the country so <laughs> of course we do background checks and police records but it's mostly about your commitment because everybody um, goes to the organization for their own reasons and our reasons are like valid you know I'm not gonna say like your reason is more valid than the other person so it's mostly about like, uh, we feel like you're learning the things we're going to pass to you. We feel like you're engaging. We feel like you're participating in the activities. So it's mostly that for the adults. And the kids is mostly like the parents that want them to participate. And some parents are really engaged and really like go there for the right reasons and want people to be part of the community and wants the kids to have a different experience but some parents don't really understand also and feels like it's just a place for the kids to go during the the vacation so we have a lot of different backgrounds also 
what countries participate of this volunteering work the organization is at? Uh, so many, like we have more than 200 countries participating. So I don't know. Oh, that's I, a lot. I can't say. I didn't expect to be that many. <laughs> so no, there are so many. Uh, and there are a few of them that are still uh, in the process of joining the organization. So I know that here in uh, South America, Chile was one country that was uh, joining the organization. And now I think they are fully, fully joined. But uh, in the years there, I was um, participating the year I went to Argentina. I know they're starting to work there in Chile. But there are like so many countries, countries that I've like never thought of going to. And I really wanted to visit also. What are some of the countries that you want to visit for the, that you think the volunteer work would be very interesting? So I wanted to visit a country that was really like different from, from my reality. So I love, always wanted to go to Asia so there are a few countries there that I would love to go, uh, like Indonesia, Thailand. That's like my my main uh, goal is to go there. But everybody else wants to go there. So every time I have a camp, there is like a crazy. Everybody wants to go and it's like, no, this is my camp. I want to go there. I want to go there because it's really different and it's really rare. But here in Belo Horizonte, uh, the families are a little bit more conservative. So we don't get so many different countries because the, sometimes they are afraid to let the kids go to different countries. So you mostly get like Sweden, um, Italy, USA, Canada, Canada. So we mostly get those countries. They're more like similar to our own. Okay, so it depends a lot which countries are assigned to the city. Yes, yes. But it's like there are some countries there usually like here we usually know there's at least going to be one of these countries like at least going to be like Sweden or the USA or Italy because we go to those countries a lot and the families are used to it. But also like every year we have like some countries that are a little bit different. I have friends that been to, I have friends that have been to Indonesia, one to go one who went to New Zealand, water who went to Hungary, so it varies. Yeah, that's really cool. What is the next one that you want to go that you think there is the highest possibility of you going? Um, now I'm not really sure because it's like I don't know when we are going to be able to do this again, probably in 2022. Um, as like, we have a lot of uh, difficult selecting leaders to go because of the vacation time also, because when you are adult, you have like just one month of vacation in the whole year. And sometimes you don't want to spend this whole month like teaching kids and that's understandable. But <laughs> yeah, it's like, true. as I work, <laughs> As I work as a, I have like my own job, I don't work for a company, I work for myself. I can be more flexible and I can get time off like whenever I want. But the, prob the thing is next year, we're probably going, to, probably going to start the activities again. But I'm gonna tell you a story that's really like funny and it's really close to my heart. 
one of my best friends, she is going to uh, get married next year. And she's going to get married from, to a guy that she met, she, she met in the organization. So she's from Brazil, from Belo Horizonte. And he is from Portugal. And they met in the camp here in Brazil. And they've been uh, seeing each other for like three, four years. And now they are getting married. Like they live together. And next year, she's going to have like her wedding in Portugal. So all my friends from here, we are going to go to Portugal and have like her bachelor weekend. So it's this is my main focus for next year. So I don't know if I'm going to be able to be part of the organization because I'm already going to travel to do something else. Okay, but that's like so nice. I cannot believe that they met in the organization in one of the activities and then now they're getting married. That's so nice. Yes, that's so amazing. And that happens a lot. Like I know people that they met when they're 11 and then they connect again and they, when they're adults and they are getting married nowadays. So it's really crazy. Oh my God, it's, it's almost like a common thing. That's so nice. That's yes. so nice. Oh, I it's, love it. Uh, when you go to a camp, everything's really intense, like uh, all there, uh, because you stay there with like people for, like you see those people every day, we, you sleep with them, we eat with them, so it's, you get really attached to each other, so it's really common for people to date and to have like boyfriends in the organization. Yeah, and you go through the same things, so they understand what you're going through and it can be a support system that it's right there with you going through the same thing. Yes, exactly. And also, if you're, if you're in the organization, your values are kind of similar. So it's some person that's like, you connect, you can connect, connect with easier because they already have the same values as you do. Oh, yeah, that's 100%. So thank you so much for coming to the podcast. I love chatting with you about the volunteer organization. And if people want to find you online, where can they find you? Uh, it's cisv.org. Uh, you can find it's the main website for the global. And each country and each city, they have their different websites. So if you go on Google and type CISV and the name of your city. They're probably going to have social media or they're going to have a website. And if they don't have it in your city, they're probably going to have on a city close to yours that you can participate as well. Uh, you can put this on the description, right? On a, of the podcast, like the name of the organization so people yeah. can get in touch. And do and you want you to share from- your social media as well? Ah, okay. <laughs> and also, <laughs> one last thing that I wanted to say, uh, if you are from Belo Horizonte and want to get uh, to participate, you can get in touch with me also. So uh, I'm mostly on Instagram because that's what I work with. So my Instagram is uh, Stella Boza. That's my name. We can also put in the description of the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> I oh, had thank you such so a much fun time. Even though I'm not used to speak in English anymore, I hope that was okay, guys. Thank you. No, it was like 100% okay. I feel like <laughs> as as long as you can understand the other person, it's fine because it's not their first language, yeah. so it's okay. 
and it was like so chill and I loved having this conversation I don't think I would have it with anyone else okay thank you thank you so much I had such a nice time Thank you guys so much for tuning in for this week's episode. I hope you really liked this one. I had a blast recording it with one of my best friends. So thank you so much. If you want to know more about the organization, you can check their website, which is linked in the description, and you can DM my friend to ask about things that we didn't talk about in this episode. So thank you so much. I hope to see you back for next week's episode. Bye.